edition of the, the horror, horror hags. hags i'm marco i'm zach this week we're talking about a great topic we're doing zombies, zombies. but before we get started i do want to clarify a major difference between a couple things tell us zach i would like to talk about the difference between zombies and infected here she goes uh this is a topic that really stirs my loins if you will <laughs> Uh, I feel You're like sitting people... too close to me I over know. there with the stirring in the loins. Here, take a whiff, <laughs> Zachary. But I think this is a this is something people overlook a lot. I think this is something that people willy nilly label as zombies without really fully understanding what's running after them in the middle of the night, right? Fucking zombies. You would think at the time I would say anything is a zombie, but here we go. Infected. Now, infected, generally, are fast, moving creatures. Now, you'll see these in the movies like, I don't know, World War Z, right? We'll see them there. We see them in a uh, movie we're going to be covering today called Train to Busan, which is one of my favorite all-time infected zombie movies of all time, right? Sure, the category itself is called zombies, but let's get to what it really is. Something catastrophic has happened to the human populace whether it be a disease, whether it be government interference with radioactive bullshit, testing. Zach is very serious today. Medical. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, whereas zombies are very slow-moving creatures, right? They're, they're, it'll take them a year and a half to walk across the street, <laughs> right? Like, you can run but away. they're still scary. But there's a bunch of them. And it's, so the movies we're covering today have both. Right, yes. The, yes. the the infected fast zombies, and then the of course the retro movie that I picked has to slower pace zombies that kind of shuffle around aimlessly, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. But and this is something we cool love them. Kind of look at like when you watch more of these zombie movies, you say like, oh, these are I guess more infected. Like, oh, I guess these people have caught a, a rare disease and now they're flesh eating monsters. Like, I would consider those infected. Zachary, why don't you tell our listeners the movies that we are covering today? You're right. Uh, so the three that we're going to be hitting are Train to Busan, right. which is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. It's very good. Zombieland, because we love a good horror comedy when it's done right. Well, yeah, you do. I, I don't love horror <laughs> comedies, but this one I like a lot. Uh, and then what was oh, your Oh, wait. I'm going to say it. Yes. The one that I picked was The Living Dead at the Manchester Mall. And I always say it with a British accent, I don't know why. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> because the whole thing is merry time. Is merry time? <laughs> okay. Uh, whatever that I don't know what that means, but okay. Um, and I actually picked that one f I, I, for a reason, right? I didn't want to do Dawn of the Dead. I didn't want to do Night of the Living Dead. I didn't want to do kind of like these very popular uh movies that are kind of like part of pop culture i wanted to do something that's not as well known 
Right. Um, and this particular movie is, and we'll talk about it later, but it's a, um, a, a, a foreign film. And uh, it's, it's also important for us as podcasters to introduce you to new things, right? Yes. Not necessarily just always keep covering the same old bullshit that you already know. Because what's the point? Why would you listen to some two random idiots talk about something you already know about? <gasps> don't call us random yeah. idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so why don't we jump right into Train to Basan? Let's. I thought this movie was phenomenal. The first time I watched it, I could not look away. There's so much action jam-packed into this movie. Um, something that a lot of people might struggle with. I think less so in today's society because I think we covered anime in one of our past uh, podcasts. But the subtitles. Did we? I don't think so. We did. We touched upon it a little bit. Um, the, the the nuance of reading subtitles while watching the movie. That we did cover, yeah. Um people might find distracting right it is a foreign film it's korean it's korean yep um south korean <laughs> right right <laughs> why, um, is that, why is that funny though? well it's not funny it's just there's no way i'm gonna be watching a north korean film <laughs> <laughs> that's what i th that's where i thought you were headed yeah okay. uh, there's no way i could probably <laughs> anyway um I think one of the most iconic scenes in this is when we're watching the little girl on the train leave take off She's watching the conductor kind of wave her on as he is just tackled by this infected person and being ripped to shreds right in front of her eyes. And she's just blatantly watching this happen. And and that's really sets the tone for the whole movie, I think. Right. right. Um, further on, you know, this whole movie is really set on the train for a lot of it because it's going from point A to point B. Yeah, most of it. Um, Can I say something about Kore South Korean movies? Yes. So... This isn't the only South Korean film I have seen. Um, I wanted to make a note that um, there are uh, three that I can think of that I saw, three South Korean movies that are amazing and kind of like in the horror genre, The Host, okay, The Wailing, and then something called Snowpiercer that is not horror, it's more sci-fi. But um, these are three great South Korean movies. All subtitled? Just, just wanted... Um, so Snowpiercer is in English. Okay. The other two are subtitled. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> I'm calling them K horror. Oh, K horror. I mean K pop, K horror, K fashion. There are a lot of great movies coming out of South Korea. Yes. And that's why I'm mentioning that. Yeah. Um, let's see. What can I? What else can I say about you? Talk about Train to Busan a little bit. So Train to Busan. Um, so. For me, the zombie, I'm going to call it zombie, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm old-fashioned. The zombie genre is a little saturated with The Walking Dead on the spinoffs and all this stuff. Like, after the resurgence of zombies, I, I was kind of a little sick yes. of watching zombie movies. Yes. But then there was this buzz on Train to Busan, and I'm like, well, I guess I got to watch it, right? Because all of the buzz was great. And uh, this is a trip down memory lane, yeah, people. Blah, 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 trip down memory blah, blah, lane. Blah, blah. Um... <laughs> I d decided, I went to Argentina a few years ago, and from Buenos Aires, we went to this p place called Punta del Este, which is really far away. You have to take a ferry for a couple of hours and then a bus for a couple of hours. And I decided that on the bus, I was going to watch Train Why to Busan. Yeah, Best way like, to do it. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I'll be distracted, but it won't matter because I want to see this movie. Don't really want to see it because I'm tired of zombies. And I was blown away. It was fabulous. Blown away. Um, yeah. they, they just create such good character concepts in this movie too. Like you see a lot of archetypes of like 
the dad savior trying to save his daughter. And then you have like the guy who's bitten and doesn't want to show it, you know, and then who turns into, (laughs) you know, a terror. Um, That was one of the things that I was, that actually attracted me to the movie. There's, um, there are characters that um, are developed, right? Yes. yes. So it's not like a bunch of people trying to survive and you don't know who these people are. Right. So the father daughter story arc, is you know one of, one of the main things of the movie and i thought it's done very well um and i actually thought it was very touching because oh my god that ending scene yes right, right um but um i just thought it was interesting that they didn't like each other but they bonded over this horrendous zombie <laughs> infestation right so i thought that was not only touching but it was kind of like darkly funny Right. You know, that that's how they bond. Something else we want to, you know, really touch upon in this is a lot of times in maybe some B-rated zombie infected movies, characters get lost. A lot of times we get introduced to people and then they're just, for no reason, eaten two seconds later. Well, yeah, they're there to get eaten. They're fillers, right? And we don't get a lot of like, it's okay. But But, sometimes the stories are a little dry. Right. You know, this one really has a nice driven story a plot an end game an end goal right um and some really really great effects too like i thought the zombies in this were like scary like they had some when someone is bitten and infected like people arch their backs back oh i know they're all like twisted yes they twist around it's scary like that chicken suspiria yes (laughs) yes oh which we talked about in the first podcast yes Yes. go watch listen both Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm um, yeah, and I, I was watch so I watched it for the second time a couple of days ago to, in preparation for this podcast, and I remember the first person that got bitten on the train. That was pretty scary. It was. Um, it, and it was the woman who worked on the train. Yep. She got bitten by a passenger, and that passenger was all twisted on the floor. Yes. And then kind of like. It was so almost like I could see this happening. Right, like I, if I was envisioning a zombie attack, I could see this craziness being the start of it, and it just really burned into my mind that initial scene of that first transition of human to infected zombie. Yeah, it, it was it was gross, but in a good way. Like you wanted to see more, you were instantly drawn into the action, and it was nonstop. I mean, it was, non-stop. and that was that was one. Of, so when I watched these movies to prepare for the podcast, I take notes, right? And one of the notes says here, shit hits the fan pretty early on and <laughs> rarely lets up. And it's true. Like, it's I think true. half an hour, maybe 20 minutes into the movie, yeah, it's, like, relentless. Yes. And it's not even bad, relentless, right? Like no, it's, it's good. It's engaging relentless. Yeah. Like, you're seeing people that you've related with or people that you've kind of seen backstories of. And then you have... Uh, the intense zombie action, and then finally you have a very, very touching ending scene. Right. Right, where the daughter is singing the Aloha Oi song. Remember? Which I thought was a bit much, but that's okay. Much. Because the movie's really good, I'm going to forgive it. True. Yeah. And Korean dramas are known to go that extra mile, too. So they really? are, they, always, they always push the boundaries a little really? bit. Really? Yeah. Oh. I did not know that. Yes. Um, what I do know is that the, the I had to... I wrote this down and I had to mention it. The attack at the train station, kind of like in the middle of the movie, when they get off the train and they're in the station. Yes. That was really intense. Yes. And and almost scary. 
I was telling Zach earlier before we started recording that movies don't scare me anymore <laughs> because I watch so many of them. But that that scene kind of did. Yeah, I was like, you for Shit. a loop. Yeah, and see that. You know why that scared me, Zach? I'll what, tell you why that why? scared me. Yes, go into it. Because I was thinking I would never survive in a situation <laughs> like that. I would be the first to die. Well, similar in my head, too. My head is like, if I can do a cramped space like that, the most terrifying thing is a bunch of human-like things running at me, right? <laughs> and that's exactly what the train of Passan did for me, was put everybody in cramped, little, tight trains and spaces, yeah. and then had floods of people try to eat you alive. You know what I thought about during Train to Busan? What's I don't know that? why. I thought about snakes on a plane. Very similar. Yeah, Very yeah. that confined space. Right. You know, there's like a target, right? There's there's a deadly force, the snakes, the yeah. infected, the zombies. Right, like, right. It's going to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving along. Uh. <laughs> um Oh, I wanted to mention the 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 um in Train to Busan, the expected father, expecting father is what I call him. Yes. With the with the wife? Yes. Um do we love him or do we hate him? I don't know. He was kind of an ass. He was an asshole. But he saved a lot of people. We should begin these podcasts by telling people spoilers. There's spoilers all over there our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, I think he, it's it's almost like that like neutral good alignment, right? Like, yeah, he's an asshole, but like he saved a bunch of people, and you know, at the end of the day, which is better, right? Like, are you an asshole? Did you save a bunch of people? Right. Your alignment is neutral good. I think there's also like, do you know about that? Like chaotic good, lawful good, all that jazz. But they're they're like character alignments. No, but I'll we'll Google talk it. About it. We'll talk offline. Right. Okay. Right. Um. And it's funny that we're talking about this because we go. It goes back to the fact that this, this movie actually develops the characters, right? right. So we kind of get to know this guy. We know he's an ass, but he's also complex. He cares about people. Right. right. You know, At he saved a little day, girl a couple a of times. Yeah, he is a little softy. <laughs> I was sad to see him go. Um, uh, what about the sisters? The two old sisters. Oh, uh, I related to them because I'm probably close to their age. <laughs> 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 wow, there it is. <laughs> no, I'm not that old, people. Um, but no, I love the sisters, the two older sisters on the train. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I think really for me, what hits home for a zombie movie is if you can carry a plot well, right? Because a lot of them cannot. So if you can carry a plot well, if you can have some kind of character stability throughout the movie, I think that really hits home for me during a zombie movie. And if it's fun during any movie, really, during any movie, like, we right? Wanna, we want to know the characters, right? Yeah. And if it's fun. And this movie was scary, but it was fun. It was fun as well. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, you got some zombie action. Right. Like, people were nasty, gory, bloody, filthy. Yeah. And they were running and fast and scary. Like, zombies were great. Yeah. And film. again, like, I saw it on a bus and, you know, going from. How was that? Did you ever feel like, oh, my God, they're on my bus right now? No, are they chasing I, I me? did not. <laughs> But my intention was kind of like to watch it casually. And, you know, I was with three friends. And if they were going to talk to me, I was going to, like, talk back and have fun on the bus. But I have to tell you, the whole time, I ignored my three <laughs> friends. <laughs> and I was so focused on this oh movie. Gosh. Yeah. So it made me pass. It, it made the time pass quickly, right? So I was very, very surprised and pleased. So all in all, Train to Passan, a must-see for zombie film. Lovers. Go get it, people. Let's do Zombieland. 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 If you haven't right. seen this movie, what are you doing? I think probably most 
people listening Most would have seen it, have, right? Should yeah. go see this movie if you haven't seen it. Zombieland is one of my all-time favorite movies. I remember when this movie came out. It was around the Walking Dead resurgence revival. I looked it up. Yes. And I, it was a year before The Walking Dead happened. So, and, and the reason I looked that up is because I remember, um, I think there was a big dry spell mm-hmm. um, when it came to zombie movies, right? So for many, many years, zombie movies just weren't yeah. a thing, right? And then Zombieland came out, which is a horror comedy, which I don't tend to like as much unless I've really done well. Right. And then... I went to see it. I'm like, oh, zo- I haven't seen a zombie movie in years. Let's go see this. And it was funny and entertaining. Yes. And the zombies are fast. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. fast zombie movie. And when I watched it just the other day again, um, I was <laughs> – so the notes that I take, right? I love the narration in it. Yes. So I love that, that Jesse Eisenberg – how do you say his name? Eisenberg? Yes. I'll look it up. Um, I love his delivery is so dry and he's kind of like um, that dry very neurotic paranoid right OCD kid you know I mean he even goes in the beginning like I play World of Warcraft all the time and have and when that poor girl is getting chased to the first moon it's in the movie he offers her Mountain Dew yes (laughs) (laughs) he's that gamer kid right like you know the early 2000s you know just raiding in World of Warcraft doing his best and this zombie thing just hits the fan right I mean and then you have other characters like Tallahassee, who's just the time to none up or shut up guy. The know? the character names were very funny. Like so, Jesse and it's Eisenberg mm-hmm. um, was Columbus. Right. Emma Stone was Wichita. Right. Uh, Woody Harrelson was Tallahassee. Right. Well, because they didn't want to know names. It was <laughs> right, like, where are right, you going? Right. Where it. are you going? And Abigail Breslin was Little Rock. Right. <laughs> which was amazing. It's all it's all where you going. They didn't want to know names. Yeah. So. The only one who had a real name was Bill Murray because he well, played himself. Well, Bill Murray was Bill Murray, <laughs> right. which, what a cameo. I mean, I thought it was fantastic. That was a great cameo. He even, like, came back to dead in a Ghostbusters outfit. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. And his big mansion, I mean, it right. was Right, it's really beautiful. funny, and it works. Like Marco said, the zombies are fast. Yep. I think they said something about a virus, so I think it goes along the lines of the infected thing again. Right. Don't think I'm criticizing, right, when I talk about this. This is just for food for thought for you to think about. Like, oh, is this a zombie? Zombies are more like raised from the ground by like some necromancer spell guy, right? Like whereas Those are voodoo zombies. Voodoo zombies, yeah. right. Or, or these are more of like, hey, there's a virus that hit the whole human population, right? right. That's what these two movies really are, right? Because, the virus. because we know the history of zombies, right? right. Zombies were, in the, in the, lore, the lore, right, were um, people, uh, people that were alive yeah. that were kind of like sedated to a point where they were slaves, right? right? So that's where the whole zombie thing comes. Right. And then Mr. That's Romero, our god, George Romero, who's sadly no longer with <sighs> us, you know, took that and made it into a slightly different version, right, with Night of the Living Dead, right. with people literally coming out of the grave. They're coming for you, Barbara. Oh, uh, yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can't talk about zombie movies without at least mentioning the I godfather mean, of the zombie films, it right? It really, like, paved the way for a lot of the cinema. And, yeah, it would do injustice not to talk about it, but... For this podcast, we're going to stay away because we have a very, very exciting old throwback for you. Yes, which we'll talk about in a minute. So what do you – do you prefer fast zombies or slow zombies? I think in this current age, I like the fast. You know, like I think slow people have adapted to in a sense, Mm -hmm. whereas fast zombies – 
that's a whole new challenge for us, you know, our, our us horror watchers to to maneuver around the fast hordes of of zombies. I mean, look at what happened in Train to Busan. Like nothing can prepare you for something like that. As much as you want to prep a backpack, prep a weapon, right. prep whatever you can, those fast zombies will get around, get to you, get underneath you, get into you, like they will find you. Now, I don't know if this was the first movie that did fast zombies, but but Dawn of the Dawn of the Dead, the remake, was the first time that I remember seeing fast zombies or maybe it was 28 days later one of the two right and i was stunned i was like oh this is good this changes the game yes yeah 28 days later was another killer we should cover that one later on yes we should Fantastic movie, but yes, the the fast versus slow phenomenon really changed the the game. I think. I think before it was a matter of production means. I think George Romero needed a way to present his ideas, and it was in the slow moving sense. Well, I, I think also, and, and I, I don't know if this is true, but I think with modern technology, I think we they can manipulate the images oh, where sure. those where these fast zombies are even faster, sure. right? They couldn't do that back in the 60s. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I don't know if that's the reason why we have slow zombies and fast zombies, but it's just a thought, right? right? Um, you know what was funny in Zombieland? The little, the little girl zombies at the beginning. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they were like attacking the mother. I'm assuming she was a mother in the car <laughs> and they were all dressed up like little princesses obviously at a party yes, yes. yeah that, i thought that was hilarious the best thing one of the best thing about that movie is, is the rules that he goes over oh yeah you know, yeah like rule number what yeah. one cardio what? yeah yeah you know yeah there's the simple survival rules he goes through to get him through himself through the zombie apocalypse rule number seven don't be a hero which right. he breaks at the end right yeah yeah which that finale scene was just an epic of zombie madness right the carnival there's always i thought a it was fun carnival. in the amusement park yes. right yeah yeah, yes. yeah and if you guys are left for dead fans uh the carnival scene is very reminiscent for you there too you know what? I wanted to mention this. Going back to the beginning, so the movie kind of has the little setup scene, and then the um, then it has the credits, right? right? And during the credits, there's a Metallica song, yes, which I think sets the tone for the whole movie, and it's um, a song called "For Whom the Bell Tolls," which kind of like is a creepy song, it is. right? And heavy metal, it's and in it, that kind, minor of, key. it yeah. kind of yeah, it kind of sets the tone for like <laughs> this fast-paced yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, Metallica is just the classic dad rock zombie killing marathon madness. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right up. And plus, like, Tallahassee, it just fits him going into zombie slayer Oh, it mode. does. Yeah. I know, doesn't it? Does. It does. Yeah. Um, did you have any, do you remember Sister Mary Edna's zombie kill of the week? <laughs> Tell us, Zach. Sister Mary Edna's, so they had zombie kill of the week, and they're like, nope, zombie kill of the week goes to Sister Mary Edna. And she just the drops piano. the piano on the zombie. <laughs> and I was like, but wait, how did she know to put a piano up there She's and then let it go She's right when the zombie? Okay. Yeah. That was funny. Yes. That was funny. I hope she makes a comeback in Zombieland 2. Oh, maybe, which I is really coming hope. out soon. Yeah. I really yeah. hope. Um, and I really hope they don't fuck it up. <laughs> so uh, one of the notes that I took also, and we mentioned it already, horror comedies are tricky, but this one gets it right. And... I kind of like this one more than Shaun of the Dead. Mm. Shaun of the Dead was good. Yes. But it's so funny. I'm like, why did I like this more than Shaun of the Dead? And I think it boils down to one thing, and it's very personal. When I went to see Shaun of the Dead, I went to see it with somebody I was dating. Ugh. That'll kill it. (laughs) 
Uh, Wait, I could have told you he was nope. the best boyfriend ever. <laughs> I don't care. By the look on my face, you know that this is not a good story. <laughs> well, he's not yeah. here, so. No, he's not here. But he was one of these people that constantly needed attention. Right. So we went into the theater, which was half full, and he would laugh really loudly at like stuff that wasn't funny. So the whole time I was embarrassed. Jonathan had a lot of douchebag comedy in it, you know? It had a lot of like... <gasps> yes, it did. It and had that a lot boyfriend of... was a douchebag. Right. Whereas oh, I hope he's not more... listening to this well, podcast. It had, this one had more generic comedy about it. I mean, like Tallahassee, this big burly man's obsession with, with Twinkies, Twinkies was just <laughs> hysterical. And the fact that he found a truck full of snowballs in the beginning and he with loses coconuts. his mind. He hates coconut. Not the taste, just the consistency. <laughs> just the consistency, right. <laughs> yes. Um, Do you think that was a gay gag that he loved Twinkies? A little subtext no, there. No, I think so. Mm-hmm. Am I am I stretching? Man, I think you're stretching. Yeah, okay. more than you would normally do on a Saturday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's burned. Today. Oh, I'm not even gonna say a word. Uh. Um, oh, and I also thought that this was an interesting tidbit. What's that? So the movie was directed by Ruben Fleischer, and I was looking it up, and I'm like, what else has he directed? Venom, which I don't care what the critics say. I loved Venom. Venom was really well done. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, he kept the action up in that movie, too. He did. It was still like they had some witty comments here and there, but like the action was just phenomenal. Yeah. I liked it. Um, What else? Oh, the generational divide. There's a lot of great jokes in Zombieland. Yes. um, Where the the Abigail Breslin character, Little Rock. Yes. She, you know, they're like, oh, don't you? I, I forget the specifics, but like, oh, don't you know who this person is and that person is? And Bill fucking Murray. Yeah. She had no idea. No idea. Yeah. So I thought that whole generational divide was funny and that's, they had someone from each almost like they had like a millennial they had like almost like a yeah. you know they had Woody Harrelson who was the older guy yep. Jesse Eisenberg who probably followed him right Emma Stone was a little bit younger than Jesse I and then we had a Gen and then, Z and then I mean, Abigail Breslin was a kid right yeah right She's funny, that Abigail oh, Breslin. They're all funny. We love her. And she plays, uh, uh, what's her name? The girlfriend plays an amazing part, too. Like, she has this badass chick. Emma Stone. My sister, yeah. It's so funny because seeing it again, I was like, oh, I didn't realize this was Emma Stone. But, you know, I saw it in 2009 when it first came out. I had no idea who she was back then. You know, then. it was one of my favorite movies of her that just came out recently was The Favorite. Did you see that? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Go see that one, too. This is a side note. Just go see movies every day. Just go see movies every, every day. day. Every day. Uh, okay. One of my favorite lines of this movie is when they're like talk when they get high as hell in California in Bill Murray's house and they start talking about oh my god the zombie he's on oh, the ceiling that it's was the funny. ghost <laughs> and they're like go get and they're like pretending to be ghostbusters is that your ethel merman in, in imitation no that's my my ah, zombies on the ceiling <laughs> that's <laughs> very my, Eth- that's very that's, ethel merman that's my after a couple of roses we're having bubbly rose oh my god fantastic do you even know who ethel merman is i don't i'm uncultured <laughs> smite me <laughs> we're taking your gay card away uh, People that are listening, if you don't know who Ethel Merman is, Google her. You'll thank me later. What was she in? Uh, she was a big Broadway person. Oh. We'll talk. We'll talk offline. We'll talk offline. We'll talk offline. Okay. So Zombieland, fun, fast-paced, never a dull moment. Actors have good chemistry. Interested to see the sequel. Those are my notes. I want that um, that Hummer, the three Hummer. Ugh. Just barrel through people. You know when he painted the three on the yellow Hummer? I know what a Hummer is. Oh, yes. Well, the 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 Hummer. And if I didn't, I could get back at you by saying, well, you don't know who Ethel Merman <laughs> is. But I do know what a Hummer is, even though I, I'm not into cars. Um, what else? What else? What else? 
What's your favorite zombie kill in that movie? There was a lot of like exaggerate. What's my favorite zombie kill? Yes. Of, of the three movies we watched, what was your favorite? <gasps> yes. Uh, what was your favorite? My favorite? What was your zombie yes. kill of the week? My zombie kill of the week is yes. in The Living Dead at the Manchester Morgue. Okay. Um, And it's when they rip the woman's breast off. We'll talk about oh. that in a minute. Yes. I'm not a misogynist. People don't write hate mail. But I thought that was a cool scene. Yes. Um, because it was just ferocious and it came out of nowhere yes. and I wasn't expecting it. So out of the three movies, that was my favorite kill. What was yours, Zachary? I would have to say I really like when Tallahassee is in the circus and he is just pow, 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 in the little booth and they're all like surrounding the booth. It's just him and two pistols mm-hmm. and somehow. <laughs> oh, and he's in that little booth. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. he's just ping, 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 ping. And he's like, like, no like there's no sweat off his ass. Yeah. No, right. no, yeah. yeah that, that was good. Yeah. That was good. Want to move on to Manchester Morgue? Let's move on to The Living Dead at the Manchester Manchester Morgue. So this movie, so, you know, as you guys know, we do two. Two newer. Two newer, one old. This is one of the older movies. Um, Let's see. So what I wanted to find out is the year. It was 1974 before most of you were born. Um, It's a foreign film. It is, I thought it was Spanish, but it's a Spanish-Italian co-production. Everyone is very European. Like, everyone is just... (laughs) (laughs) So, so I was telling Zach before we started recording that watching... So, The Living Dead at the Manchester Morgue is one of my favorites, right? And I love this movie. I watch it probably every year. (laughs) Um, And, but watching it recently... After watching Zombieland and watching Train to Busan, just the pace is so different, right? So and so are the zombies. <laughs> is it the zombies? Are, yeah, these are slow. Okay, now we're in slow we're zombie, zombie territory, mode, right? people. Yep. Um, the, the zombies are slow. Um, the move, the pace of the movie is slow. It did. Right? It took a while. It's not a bad thing. I actually love that. I um, think the first zombie came on screen like 35, 40 minutes in. Like it took them a while to build up. Which is probably the same as Train to Busan, but Train to Busan just moves quicker, right? right? So this, uh, it takes a long time to get set up. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff in this movie. So the, the opening in about three minutes the filmmaker tells you a lot about what he's trying to convey right right? so in the opening scene you see pollution this takes place in england you see that girl who's topless just walking around she's not topless she's stark naked oh she's all naked bottomless and topless so and that's an important scene actually because so they, they it opens up you see pollution you see dead birds you see stagnant water you see people that are bored and kind of like uninterested right this woman strips naked <laughs> She's and just naked i'm assuming New York. Right, this is in england, oh, england and she runs across the street and nobody pays attention to her you know, it's funny i say new york because they use a lot of the same like cinematography things of new york they had like the pollution coming out of the sewers right like they they definitely like exaggerated like new york would but it wasn't it was a foreign film so it's where um i believe it's in england, england. yeah um, it takes place in England, even though it's a Spanish-Italian co-production. But I think the point of that first scene is it's a statement on the state of the world, right? right. And the part of the naked woman 
who streaks and crosses the street <laughs> and nobody her. paying attention. Love it. That's a New York thing, by the way. Yes, that. Nobody, yeah, well. nobody with bad an eye last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it. So that's 1974, and it's conveying kind of like people being Ooh. kind of like uninterested. But that's still true today. You it know, is. I think pe- scary. people walking around like zombies. Yes. Right. Sheep. The sheep. <laughs> the sheep. Yes. Where do we go next? The sheeple. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And it has a lot to say, right? But it takes its time building up. Um, the zombies are slow. It I has a very say, European feel to it. Because of the slow burn, I did get more characters out of this. Like, I did have some, even though it was old, mm-hmm. I still had, okay, I knew who this person was. I knew who this person was. You know, so it didn't lose me as far as character. Even being an old zombie film, I still had good character development. Right. I thought. So I, yes. And I have to say, even though it takes its time getting to, like, what we call the good stuff, once it gets going, it. Gets it's going, going. Like, right? Like you said, the boob ripping off, like that was a whole yeah. scene. There's a scene towards the end where the zombies go, like they start running amok in a hospital, and this poor nurse oh. who's on the phone oh. talking to God knows who, oh. they come in and they rip her breast off. <laughs> <laughs> we Just shooting the shit. <laughs> poor thing. <laughs> okay, people. I think uh, the wine is getting to us because yeah. now we're getting all. We're laughing. They like it, though. It's yeah. fine. Okay. It's right. fine. We're good. Yeah. So the poor thing gets her breast ripped off. But I have to say, like, for a movie from 1974, that's, like, brutal. It is. Right? It is. And plus, like, they and had the breast reveal in the beginning from that first woman in London slash, I call it New York. Yeah. Like, they had a lot of boobage in this. And for 1970s, like... No, those movies have a lot of nudity. A lot of nudity. Especially the European ones. Well... They love their nudity over there. <laughs> good. Yeah. They also... Uh, you know what I also love about this movie? I'll tell you. What's that? Two wor- I'll tell you in two words. Ray Lovelock. Oh, is that the man? He, yes. He yeah. plays George Meaning. Yes. And he's just... Every time he's we lo- talked, I just like paid attention. He's lovely. He is. He's even lovelier without the beard. I didn't like the beard. He's very pretty without the beard. Yeah. I yeah. did not like the yeah. beard. And he's in a lot of Italian horror movies. Really? Yeah. A lot. Really? Mm-hmm. We played a really good part. Um, the ending with him was crazy. Can yep. you believe that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just eating Sad. that poor, poor cop. But yeah, it's bad. Um, so I think, so So he's, I believe, an Italian actor. Cristina Galbo is a Spanish actress. She played the woman, his sidekick, kind of. Yeah. And then Arthur Kennedy, who played the cop, who's just a mean-spirited Yeah, what do, you, what do you say? What do you say? <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I can't say it. No, uh, Zach, don't make me say it. I won't. But anyway, he's an American actor. Said some S- profanities. Yeah. He said things that would offend. Yes, we don't uh, offend anybody. Our gays. Go watch the movie. You'll yeah, understand. Yeah. It's about hippies and how they dress and yeah. the F he word like comes it. out. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. So tell us about your impressions on the movie. What can I say about A Night at the Manchester Morgue? I enjoyed that the zombie the first time we see a zombie right it was this very dramatic scene where she's in a car and she gets out of the car the sidekick yes the the woman and she's comes face to face with the zombie who have this almost like standoff right with each other and then it pans to the zombie a a close-up and we see these beet red eyes right Right. which were which is really well done i thought i was like wow for the time like that was great and uh, she gets in back into the car because she's so frantic. 
and a zombie comes over and tries to attack her, right? And she's like, oh, my God, I can't. I can't believe it. He's attacking me. And then she finally... But she doesn't know he's a zombie. No. Rolls over. And I don't think he knows what the hell's going... Like, he sees her, and he's just like, what's this? Right. It's a person? Uh? Right. Uh? I'm a slow slow zombie. (laughs) She she just assumes it's a man attacking her. Yes. Because she comes... Well, anybody would. Right. Like, any normal person would. Right. Yeah. She runs back over to Mr. Man with the beard. <gasps> Ray Lovelock. And is like, help, this man is attacking me. You have to get him. Lux, no one there. <laughs> right. Gone. He goes running to see, who attacked she, you? Well, who attacked? He, She's like, crazy. there's nobody there. And then the, yeah. the police officer is like, when people are on heroin, this is what happens. <laughs> you hippie bastards. You hippie bastards. And, and that F word that you won't dress, use here. you dress, yeah. you... That horrible word. Ugh. And then, um, so then, then they also come to the terms like this man has been dead for about a week and a half or a week or so. There's no right. way this guy attacked. Yeah. You. So crazy. I guess she describes him, and they figure out that it was somebody who had passed away within the week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So they're like, "There's no way he could have attacked you. You're on heroin." Like instantly went to heroin, which that's what made me laugh. Like I know it's it's not funny. Well, the reason that he thought she was on heroin is because her sister in the movies on heroin. Yes, she's a she's heroin nutty. addict. She's right. nutty. She's nutty. It's the heroin. It's the heroin making you crazy. Don't do drugs, people. Which was crazy for at the time too. I mean, I mean, the seventies were riddled, but yes, so is today. I think it was but almost like an awareness thing too, like to bring it up. Maybe I don't know. I'm not certain. Meanwhile, one of the quotes, one of the quotes that I could say here, uh, which is funny, is the inspector saying, "I wish the dead would come back to life, you bastard, so then I could kill you again." <laughs> And then they do. Yes. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Oh, my gosh. So, Marco, I have to ask you, what? why is this one of your favorites? Um, I think it's because it's different. Uh-huh. Um, it's, I, I, I also have an affinity, and I don't know exactly why, um, for uh, foreign horror movies, especially Italian ones, from the 60s and the 70s. I don't know. It was different. I think that even though we're used to like this ultra violence, very fast paced type of film these days, um, they were very different back then. The pace was different. They were slower. They took their time telling the story, even though the running time with this movie is compact. It's like an hour and a half, right? But still, it take it takes its time telling the story. I also like the fact that there are practical effects, right? So. Yes, I'm old-fashioned. Like I prefer that over CGI. Right. So when this poor woman's breast is being yanked out, that was they did an it. actual They cast. had someone they do it. Right. Yes. And I was reading about the movie, and for that scene, they actually cast an actor, an actress, that didn't have a lot of cleavage. Okay. Because they wanted to build a chest on her. Oh, so that it yes. can get ripped out. So they needed somebody that was kind of flat-chested, right. right? So I think the practical effects are a reason why I like them. Um, I also, I don't know. There's something. So these foreign horror movies are also dubbed into English. And that adds kind of like um, some sort of surrealism to them. Um because the lips don't match what they're saying. Yeah, so I noticed that. I yeah. thought it was Mia first. No. And I'm like, no, oh. that's how they are. Okay. And Suspiria is like the original Suspiria. Is yes. Like that. So it kind of. Which. <laughs> I watched. What? Remember, I watched it in another language. Yes. <laughs> I love that you did that. Um, so I think that's another reason why I like them so much, right? So that it kind of throws you off balance, that whole dubbing thing, you know? And it works for horror movies, at least, it works in their favor. Okay. 
and you've given us wonderful things about foreign Italian films. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Why Manchester Morgue? What makes that a standout zombie movie? What what was something in that movie that was like, oh my god, for the time, this is this is crazy. Yeah, I forget when I first saw it. Um but you know, I'm on a steady diet of horror movies right. and horror yes. yeah. Har- you all know that. Horror movie fans know this. Like we watch so much crap to get to a gem, right? Yes. So we can watch 10 movies in a row that are awful and then one pops up that is great. Right. And I I was probably in a time where I had watched a bunch of crappy movies and then this one came along and I was like, "Oh, was this great. one is actually really well crafted, right?" He builds it up. The director builds it up. He takes his time telling the story. It had some political commentary, as brief as it was. Um, And uh, it it had suspense. And and it had those practical, those wonderful practical effects. Yes. Yeah. Does that answer your question, Zach? It does. It does. Thank you for giving me your your insights. You're very welcome. Um, Anytime. (laughs) Very good. Ask me anything. Uh, Almost anything. She's a (laughs) go-getter. Um, but yes, this is uh, overall a well, well-rounded out movie, even for the time. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's a great watch, especially if you're a zombie fanatic, right. which some of us, you know, maybe even this day and age are ashamed to admit, because I know in 2011, right. 2012. Never, never be ashamed. Never. Never be ashamed for who you are, Marco. Okay. <laughs> well, let, let, let me ask Alrighty. you. This. We're drunk now. Um, let me ask you this. So. You asked me why I liked Living Dead, right? Uh-huh. And as our listeners know, we're of different generations because we mention it all the time. Um, so as a younger viewer, mm-hmm. right, who's used to Train to Busan, Zombieland. Right, all that, that's, that crazy. That intensity. Right. right. So why did you like Living Dead at the Manchester Moor? So I, I've always been a zombie-infected lover since I was a kid, right? Like, my dad was really into those kind of movies. Like, we played video games together, so he got me really into the genre. This really did a good job of mixing characters and, I think, people and a, and a great, great story versus some really gritty zombie action. I'm a sucker for good zombie action. And I think, like, one of the scenes is the the, the boob scene like you talked about, right? It really hit home for a lot of people where she just dig dug in there and like yanked it like it was bloody and messy and great and like same thing with like zombie land too like that's why i consider that one another great film because of just the goriness that it has Mm -hmm. it's 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 intense it's off the cuff and sometimes the kills are a little impractical Right. I was just gonna say that, and I did, couldn't figure out how to word it. Impractical. Right. 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 Like with Sister Mary Catherine and the piano. Right. It's impractical. It's funny. Well, it was funny. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. But they do they do some impractical, crazy zombie killings. Yeah. It's like the Saw movies. I'm like, yeah. this guy. How long did it take this guy yeah. to set up this trap for one person to get killed? Exactly. Right? Impractical, but but, but they do. They're it horror movies. You have to suspend your disbelief. Anyone could sit there and be like, all right, I have a gun. Bang, 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 bang. I clear right. to clear zombies, but nope. Tallahassee made a sport out of it, you know? I am waiting for me to recommend a, a retro movie to you that you're going to hate, and we're going to talk about it. Okay. All right, what is it? Throw it at no, me. No, I don't know. Okay. I, I, I didn't think you would like this, to be honest with you. I always find the positivity. I'm positive Patty, Marco. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear some... I want to hear... You want me to, to do the things I hate? Well, yeah, I like... W- 
Because, and, and the reason why I, I say this is because it's just, it's interesting to me to see what your generation thinks of movies that were from my generation. Well, I mean, right? yeah. What, what is the dialogue a little corny? Sure. Yes. Yeah. No. Even I admit it's, that. It's corny as yeah. hell, yeah. but it's from the 70s. Is some of the insults a little more direct and impactful? Yes. The what? The, the insults that they kind of tell between people? Uh, yeah. Impactful. Um, are the zombies a little lackluster? A little bit. Here They're slow. There. They're yep. slow. Yep. Yep. I mean, I'm just sometimes I'm laughing during the movies. Especially right. some of the older movies you give me. There are times I've catch myself laughing. And yeah. I can't because I'm like, these are supposed to be scary horrors, you know, and right. I'm like laughing because, you know, I've seen I, I'm oversaturated because I get things from, you know, from, from my generation with all this effects and all this craziness right. and all this, like, uh, smoke and mirror. Whereas before, like, they had, like you said, like, they had to hire people of a certain caliber to play certain parts to do things. Where now it's like, oh, we'll just green screen it or, oh, we'll just CGI it. Right, you can't it. do that. Every, you yeah. know? And it's funny because um, Manchester Morgue was filmed in 74. Right. Well, released in 74. It's probably filmed before that. I was way too young to have seen it. Right. Um, almost unborn. <laughs> but um, um, I, I guess seeing it years later, I was still that generation, right? Where, oh, this is what I want to say. So I, I, always, I always think to myself, back in 1974, people probably hadn't seen anything like this. Right. So they were probably shocked. And that's how I watched them. Yeah. I watched them like this Thinking is a nuance of, for the time. Right. And I watch it like that. And I catch myself laughing sometimes. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, this may have freaked some people out. Right. And that's how I watched the – remember we did The Exorcist? Yeah, and I was going to say that. So I right. saw The Exorcist. When I saw it as a little kid, I was like – I couldn't sleep for a week. Right. And then as an adult, I saw it in a movie theater in London, and people were laughing. Right. I'm like, why are these people laughing? This movie's terrifying. Right. <laughs> right. What are you doing? No, this is scary. <laughs> yeah. No. But exactly, like it's just because I feel like a lot of the times, especially now with culture, we're oversaturated with effects and CGI. We've seen it all. We've seen it. And you know what it is too? Like we all today, we know how these effects are done. Right. Back then, people didn't really know. Well, that goes back into like like theater too, right? Like people who do sets and designs and character costume. Character costumes are a big thing yeah. too, because a lot of the times now people wear green robes and stuff, and they're like, "Up oh, now, you're wearing this," you know. And now, right, because they CGI it. Maybe they just CGI yeah. it. But yeah. now people used to take hours to intricate little designs of things. Right. One of my favorite things to do is go and see character outfits. That people make. Like in the museum and like stuff? Like in the museums. Oh. They're great. Look at you. And I think there's a lackluster of appreciation for tech crew workers on movie theaters and theater designs, especially back in the day. And I think green screen and technology is kind of killing that field right now. Oh, no, it's killed it. But there are things that we can do today. And there are film like The Lord of the Rings would oh. never have been able to have been filmed back then the way it was filmed you know, a few years I ago. That movie yeah. is beautiful. But um, we're off topic now, aren't <sighs> we? Okay. And we're almost out of time. We are. So can I say something before we go? Absolutely, Marco. Let them know. So as you guys know, our format is two new movies, one old one. Yes. We call the old one the retro. Yes. But I have convinced Zachary <laughs> to at least twice a year um let me do an all retro edition oh. and we're doing one next time so i'm not going to tell you the movies yes. but 
our next episode will be an all retro edition, and the theme is women fight back. Women, yes. So it is a subgenre of the horror films. And it is a rape revenge film. We love a feisty girl. Yeah. Ugh. Yes. Women fight back. I, <laughs> I am so excited for this. Zach, I'm going to make you watch three retro movies. I'm ready. Yeah. And you have to be honest. If you I hate will. them, you have to tell us. I will. Okay. I will. Love right. it. Love it. Hate it. I'll let tell you know. Us. Yes. I'll tell you. All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in for this week's episode of The, the Horror Hags. Hags. Bye, everyone. Bye.